today for your purpose, God. This is not for us. It's for your purpose. We know that we're the recipients of what you have for us, Father, and that is uh, truly a blessing. We get the benefit of it, but we want to do what you want us to do while we're together, Father. So we thank you for that. We bless you. We praise you that you are in divine control in this meeting, and we thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. So today we're going to talk about the fact that you create the atmosphere. Amen. You create the atmosphere. Because you are a spirit, God has given you spiritual power. We know that when man was separated from God, there was a curse put on the earth, everything made from the earth, and that includes humanity. Let me tell you how the curse operates. What God used to allow us to do just by his word is no longer the way it was intended to be in the beginning. In other words, when Adam and Eve were first put in the garden because they walked with God. and Can you pay attention back there, please, you guys? That's very distracting because I can see straight through to the back. You know what I'm saying? I'm serious. I, I, didn't, I don't get up and come all the way here to just watch nonsense, so please help me out, okay? Getting too old for this nonsense. Thank you. So when God put man and woman in the garden, he expected their faith to work perfectly. That meant that when God, Adam said something, it was just like God, and it happened. God brought it to pass. They had divine permission. With the curse, what God has done in his mercy is he's turned down the power on our words, on our spirit, in his mercy. Because if he didn't do that, your kids would be what? Every other day. Huh? Your husband would be what? Every other day. Your wife would be what? Every other day. And so God had to turn down the power volume on our words and cause our spirits to operate <clears throat> at a fraction of the power that it had operated at in the beginning. What God is doing is teaching us how to be responsible again with the power. Got me? So as your faith in him increases and you walk in righteousness with him, you have access to more power in God so that your prayers come to pass. You don't have to wait so long for everything. You can do some of the things you, you wanted to do, and as God teaches you how to work with him more in the spirit, you become a co-laborer with him, but you are never on your own with the power. You got me? It does not work. In other words, you can't speak things into existence. I hear people say that. I said it in the past out of ignorance, and then I realized if that were true, man, I'd be in trouble. Or I'd focus my speaking on your bank account coming into mine. Just a thought. You understand where you see iniquity? And in here where your heart is not where it's supposed to be, it's selfish. It's wound up in what you want all the time. And so as God teaches us his ways and we meditate on his word, we become transformed so that we are unwound from iniquity and we're bound more in the bundle of life with God. Amen. 
So God begins to bind us into himself more as we renounce ourselves, renounce the hidden works of darkness, renounce wanting to have attention all the time, renounce wanting to uh, just have the focus on us all the time. What can I get for me? And I need this and I need that. As we renounce that and walk in the image of his son, then he begins to entrust us more with the things that he desires for us to have for life and for godliness. It's just that simple. So as you become a trustworthy steward of God's grace, his goodness, his word, all of those things, all the power of God, as you're a trustworthy steward, he begins to give you more command of more things. Everybody here should be wanting to be more obedient to God today than you were yesterday. You want to have more time and spend more time, sacrifice more things so that you can have more understanding of God, more of the goodness of God, all of that stuff. So you want your godliness to increase and ungodliness to decrease. You got me? The Bible says if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Amen. Your flesh wants everything it wants right now for no good reason. And so God is teaching us his ways and redeeming us and pulling us back into his spirit, conforming us more to the image of his son. So right now you could say, well, I've been saved X number of uh, years and I've got Jesus' ears, I've got his eyes, but the mouth ain't quite formed. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So you're being transformed. We all are being transformed. Don't ever look at somebody with disdain because they have problems or they can't get it right all the time and think that they're a hot mess. They may be, but don't you think that? You understand what I'm saying? Because you don't know the inner workings of God. Some people that, you know, the suddenlies always happen to people. They can click over and conform in one day and straightened up and doing everything right. And that's always our prayer for all of us, amen, <clears throat> that these things will, because it, it is an inner working of the Spirit of God that gets us to where we're supposed to be. These things are done by divine design. The day, every day that you live on this earth, your, your footsteps are, or, are ordained by God. He is the one that orders you go to church. He's the one that orders you go to work. He's the one that orders you go to the supermarket right now and he puts somebody in your path that you could share Christ with. He's the one who orders these things. He selects your job for you. Your job is not for you to, uh, you know, feel good or bad about, you know, because that's people in the world do that because that's all they've got. They got to say, well, I'm a doctor or I'm a lawyer and feel good about that. And if they if they have to work at McDonald's, they're ashamed. That's all that they have. But we have divine um, uh, mandate. Your job is simply something natural that you need to perform natural, the natural aspect of your life with. But the realm of the spirit dictates your natural realm. You know, God showed me living for him. He said, your life could be so easy in me that if I didn't put a little glitch in there with the devil every now and then, you get bored. He said, your life can flow as smooth as butter. Everything you decree 
lines up to come right into your life at the appointed time. You got me? He said, but, you know, it's the enemy that sets these traps for us. And if we don't know how to deal with the traps of the enemy successfully in God and call it what it is, and that's all it is, and don't get crazy with it. You know, people say, well, you know, the enemy is kicking up because I'm so anointed. Well, you liar. You don't have nothing without Jesus. Let him take that off you one day and see what you so are. Huh? Or, or I had trouble today. You know, the, the devil is after you because you, you, you got the call of God. We all call to God. Just don't call me late to dinner, but you know what I'm saying. We all, you know what I'm saying? Just show up. Everybody's called, but do you show up? Huh? It's the showing up that makes the difference. You can't be chosen if you don't show up. You know, just think about it. Think about it a little bit. But anyway, but God wants us. He wants us to receive our inheritance. He wants it. Don't ever let the devil back you into a corner and get you thinking God does not want to bless you. Now, things might get pretty rough sometimes. But I don't care how bad they get, God is always for you. He's never against you. He's always your friend. He's not your enemy. He always intends to do you good all the days of your life. He doesn't intend anything bad for you. The devil will start making you feel bad for breathing. Well, that's what he's doing with these global warming idiots. They tell you your carbon footprint. When do you don't create carbon dioxide? What are you going to do, stop breathing? So pretty soon they're going to want to tell you how much air you're allowed to breathe. Put everybody in a tiny house with limited air. Don't let the devil mess your head up. The same God that created the atmosphere from the beginning is creating more of it now. You got me? You just have to hold on to him. You'll always have plenty if you hold on to God. But you create the atmosphere. And I'm going to tell you something. Things happen according to the atmosphere you create around you. People do not have authority and control over your life. You're the one who's running the show if you learn how to run it right. Blaming man is is for rookies and beginners. Well, they just don't like me at they at my job. They don't have to like you. Like ain't got nothing to do with signing a paycheck, huh? All you gotta do is show up and punch in and punch out and make sure they sign it and it's good when they when you take it to the bank. Nobody gotta like you. You need to like yourself. That's what's wrong with most people. They don't like themselves. They want to blame it on somebody else all the time. Huh? What do you do for everybody else except me? What's wrong with you? I point the finger at you. If everybody else is getting something, you ain't getting nothing. Something wrong with you. It's pretty obvious to me. Check yourself. Huh? But the days of the pity party are over when you belong to God. Huh? 
Don't waste your pity on yourself. You better get up. out. Listen, Job was covered with boils, had lost all his kids and almost his wife. Huh? <laughs> some days it was okay and some days it wasn't. You understand what I'm talking about? <laughs> but what did God tell him when he was in his sick bed? He said, get up out that bed. Don't talk to me whining. Get up and act like a man. Talk to me like you somebody that's got something. You understand me? You don't whine to God. You don't whine to anybody. But God said, you have a covenant with me. Act like it. Covenant people come in faith. They don't come in whining. And you don't get no cheese with it at my house either. Why, if you want to, I'm shutting my dough. Huh? It's the truth. Bring that nonsense into a covenant life with God. You talk to him like you expect something from him. You respect God. You reverence him. You go to work and do what God told you to do and quit your whining. Huh? So in Matthew 28, I said all that to say this, Matthew 28, this is after Jesus has ascended. This is the era that we live in now. 28:18. Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all power is given to me in heaven and earth. Uh, if you want to get to know somebody, get to know the one with all power. Huh? Stay out of Granny and Annie's face. Huh? Cheesing up to your boss. Cut that out. Get to know the one with, and I mean get to know him. You got me? Don't just say you know him. Throw his name out there to people when you think they're getting on your case. Well, I'm a Christian, you know. Act like it. That's how they know, by your fruit. Huh? All power is given unto me. In, in other words, anything you need, ask me for it. He said, go therefore and teach all nations. In other words, get to getting, get to moving. That's the first thing you want to do when somebody tells you they have all power. How is that going to help me? See? And that's what Jesus answered that question. He said, get to getting. Just go in that power. Just go knowing that. Go believing that. He says, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever. And lo, I am with you always, with all power. In other words, when you go to do my will, You have all the power of heaven with you. You go obeying me and you have all the power of heaven with you. When he said, lo, I am with you always, that means I I manage the atmosphere around you if you go in obedience to me. Huh? Huh? So in that respect, where we're, if we're obeying God, we control the atmosphere because we take the atmosphere controller with us. So you're not going wondering. 
you're going in certainty and faith because the atmosphere controller goes with you when you go in his name, when you go in obedience to him. And it's not just going to preach. Going to work, going to dinner with your family. If you take Jesus with you and let him dominate, huh? Let him dominate. Don't worry about you dominating. No, you ain't got nothing to dominate nothing with. Huh? <laughs> got them thin bank accounts. <laughs> you know, if money could dominate, we in bad shape. So we better take Jesus with us. Go in obedience to him. <laughs> now, he says all authority is given in heaven and earth, amen, to him. And then he gives us, he delegates the authority to us. Huh? He said, go ye into all the world and preach, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. One of the things that we don't have is we don't have ultimate authority over God's kingdom. Everything has to be submitted to him, and then he ministers over it. He is the high priest over our confession. He is the high priest over our lives. You need somebody to regulate traffic in your life. If you could get on the highway of the spirit, you could see how fast things happen. Amen. And how if you don't know how to stay close to God and stay in his will, all hell can break loose against you. You think it's easy. We've traveled for for, uh, 30 years almost between Cleveland, Detroit, and Toledo. I can remember we would come through Toledo, everybody got sick. Huh? But we learned how to navigate and to master and to take authority Huh? And it wasn't by filling up with cold pills and all that and talking about how sick everybody is and go get your flu shot before we go to Toledo because you know how that is. No, God, you sent us here. We take authority over this evil darkness that's trying to make us sick because we go in anyway. If you go anyway, by the time you get there, sickness gives up because it ain't doing what he's supposed to do. He can't stop you. You break through this darkness that's trying to hinder you from getting where God wants you to go. Huh? Accidents, we don't have them. We've never had them. We don't fear them. Why? Because we know the king is going. He is with us. He has all power over everything. It's not us. It's him. So God has the ultimate authority over his kingdom. You don't rule nothing. And thank God you don't. Huh? The ruler has to make all the decisions, pay all the bills, do all the everything. You know, all you got to do is be cool and receive. Amen. Who needs the rest of it? Huh? God says he gave us keys to the kingdom. Okay, Matthew eighteen eighteen. Now I'm going to show you a lot of situations you've been in where you've been wondering what the outcome would be, you should not have wondered. You did not have to wonder. Amen. You can walk in certainty 
and surety. And that's not arrogance, and that's not anything other than faith. But now you're going to start to carry the atmosphere right so when you get in the bank and you put your application in, you expect them to give you and say, can we do more for you? You're not asking for nothing, not from man. Because by the time you get in there, you should have assurance you got it from God already. And you carry that yes in there with you. You're not taking a maybe. and you're, Listen, you take maybe, that's automatic no, because the devil sees you coming. He don't want you to have nothing. I don't care if you're not a tither. If you if you got saint on you, if you smell a little Holy Ghost, if you look, if you can pray a little bit, if you got and that's as much, he ain't gonna let you. It's automatic no when you come in there, because he knows if you get a yes and get happy, it's gonna flow. Then you got me. He wants you to have nothing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You pray nine months and get a healthy baby, and then it got colic. Huh? Devil's sitting right there on the edge of the crib, huh? Putting gas in his little stomach every time he takes something. Huh? I'm serious. You're going to have to control your. Uh uh-uh, uh, I don't have a sick baby. I got a well baby in Jesus' name. Devil, you can't have my baby. I done done all this to get him here. You get out of here. And love Jesus and worship the Lord and speak his word over everything. He says, I give you the keys. You don't have you don't have all power, you got keys. Keys open one lock and one door at a time. And you've got to learn how to work your keys. You ever had that one lock in the house you got we we, we don't even trust ourselves with it. our our garage door openers our key. <laughs> they can't keep up with them sometimes. <laughs> but we got that key. Uh, but they open one lock at a time. And you know how it is sometimes keys get funny on you and you got to jimmy them a little bit. Oh, yeah, I got to pull it back a little bit and then twist it. So as believers, we spend most of our time trying to learn how to use the few keys that we use. Uh-huh. We got a key that when we get around the saints, we know we're going to get blessed. We be working that one. That one better not jam on me. I'm low on gas coming here anyway. That one better not jam on me. We worked that one to death. Uh, poor Pastor Shirley, she has something. I forgot what what everybody used, that little whatever that thing was, either credit or Something like that. Oh, yeah, oh, her uh, toes. Oh, Lord, the toe. Car toe. Yeah, yeah, use that up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That key work, that work all the time. <laughs> People down in Toledo was getting towed off Pastor Shirley. She was not one. <laughs> it worked that toe key to death. Huh? <laughs> So you know what I mean by them keys. They kind of slow you down. We want blanket permission to do everything. But Jesus said, mm, you know what? 
I think I'll give you a key. I'll give you one of you know, the little toy-looking ones to the lockbox. He starts you out with that. See if you can get the lockbox and get some change and some singles out. Huh? Then you work up to the big ones. Huh? <laughs> but he said, I give you keys. And this is important. He says, whatever you bind on earth, I honor it in heaven. In other words, I take my cues from you. You initiate his help. Why don't you do it more? Why don't you do it more? Mm-hmm. You know what most of us do? Wishing and a hoping and a planning. Mm-hmm. Planning and dreaming. Each night of my blessing. You're right. You got keys, Kizzy. Take them out and use them. That woke everybody up. Huh? Pee wee, whoever you are, you got keys. Take them out and use them. You should be you should be like Mr. Jingling. Huh? A whole ring full of keys, keep them jingling all the time and ready to whip them out and use them for something. God show me how to use this one. I tried this one and it kind of didn't didn't open so quick for me. How many how what <laughs> show me how to use it. Most of them work perfectly the first time with the oil of the Holy Spirit. Them keys ain't rusty. They work. Ooh, could it be? I doubt. Mm-hmm. And then make excuses for it. Your keys are used to block the power of darkness. That's what one thing you got 100% authority over. Is the devil and his henchmen and his workers, and his subjects, and their assignments against you. You have 100% authority over all their works. People sometimes get relief from problems and, and, uh, you know, so forth and so on. I, I can remember people that would get involved in the church, and they get involved with the wrong person, and backslide, and and then they break up with that person. And and the Lord showed me. He said, "Well, they'll break up their assignments over." See? Yeah. We gonna get married. We gonna do this, and then you know they get you to leave church or get you to renounce God or whatever you're doing. Waste your time with them, and then they gone somewhere. But why they leave? Their assignment is done. You done as far as they're concerned. They got what they wanted. And that was you to back up. So you have authority over all that kind of stuff. All of the darkness that comes against you that will stand in your way from receiving what God has for you and walking with God, you have 100% authority over all of that. That's what your keys are for, to lock darkness up and let light in. 
to bind the devil and loose the spirit, the word of the Lord over your life. To release yourself into the kingdom life and keep darkness behind you. So the keys to the kingdom are the power binding and loosing. To bind something means to let it alone. Don't get entangled with it and don't embrace it. Huh? Oh, Pastor Barb, but he saved. Lucifer was saved once too, if I recall correctly. I need a tissue. I keep wanting to blow my nose and I can't. Hold on, I see one over here. I got it. I'm good. I don't like to do that. Praise God. Sorry about that, y'all. But Lucifer, you know, he got a little light in it. Because what he says sounds good, even the saints. And don't tell me he don't sound good to y'all. Huh? That's why the Bible tells us to consider not certain things. And that means you, you bind them. When you don't consider, you bind up their power against you and their influence toward you. When you lose something, that means you get involved with it and you embrace it. So you lose the power of the Holy Spirit, and it's not just a word. You get involved with him. You embrace him. Holy Spirit, what are we going to do today? I worship you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Help me to get my work done today. Help show me something, an easy way to do something I've never seen before. Help me with everything I do today. And watch God change that atmosphere. You'll be an atmosphere creator of the good things of life. See, it's worth it to serve God. He'll never let the devil say he prospered you more than he did. God will never let that be said. One of the keys to the, the main key to the kingdom is found in John 20 and verse 23. John 20 and verse 23. The reason we have access to God's kingdom is because of the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the kingdom of heaven is not meat or drink. It's not perishable. It's not carnal. Uh, I don't care how many people tell you material prosperity is a sign of God's favor. I mean, that's good and all that. But you can have a lot of that and go to hell anyway. I'd much rather have a whole lot of God. See, when you have a whole lot of God, you walk in the knowledge of God that Jesus walked in. Jesus never feared poverty, lack, he never tried to, he wasn't, he told, he told Caesar, he said, my kingdom is not of this world. Not Pilate, I mean, the little Caesar in front of, little Caesar. <laughs> Hello, Caesar. My kingdom is not of this world. So I don't have nothing to do with y'all taxes and schmaxes. And I'll pay it just so I don't offend you, but I want you to know I don't have to pay nothing. Y'all reading the same Bible I read? He paid taxes so he didn't offend anybody, but he knew he didn't owe Caesar diddly squat. Huh? He just didn't want to go nose to nose with him about it, which is a lesson for us. Some of you want to be right all the time. Sometimes you need to shut up and just let right show up and everybody will know it, right? 
instead of defending yourself all the time. So, in John 20 and verse 23, Jesus is, this is at Bethany. I think John 20, yeah. It said, the same day, verse 19, the same day at evening, being the last day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. See, they need the Holy Ghost bad. Because you see this in, in John 20, but in Acts chapter 1, it's totally different. You got me? They might have been locked up in the upper room for fear at first, but after, after the Holy Ghost fell, they were sure enough powerful and unafraid. You get enough of God in you. You won't fear anything. <laughs> they were assembled for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood in their midst and said, Peace be unto you. And when he had said that, he showed them his hands and his side. And the disciples were glad when they said the, saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them, Peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, so send I you. We are to do, we are sent just like Jesus was to do the same exact thing that he did and does. When he said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whoever sins you remit, they are remitted. That means whoever sins you forgive, send them away, they're sent away. And whoever sins you retain, they're retained. So you have that power. And that's a very powerful power because you can send sins away from people or you can hold them in and be angry at people and want to get them back. You know, some people got retaliation just in them. You know what I'm saying? Some of them, if they can't get you at the 50th reunion, They'll wait till you get the nurse at home, and they, all of a sudden you somebody bumping into your wheelchair, bang, bang, huh? When they lay you out in your coffin, they come in there and stick a pin in you if they can. They just don't quit. Don't have forgiveness in their heart. They mad ain't thinking about it not one time. I had a habit. And I still do. It's automatic with me now. But if things aren't going so right, I just look around and say, now, who am I mad at and what am I doing with atmosphere changes? Your internal clock goes stupid. You don't have peace, don't have peace with God. It's not worth it. So Jesus said, your main key that you're going to use to operate, and this one works perfectly every time, is the key of remitting sins, loosing sins from people. See, when you forgive people, it lets you into the kingdom. See, that's your car loan. That's your uh, 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 kids getting in the right school. That's your all of that stuff. See, those keys will access righteousness into your life and make that atmosphere conducive for every yes you need to have said in your favor. That one works perfectly every time. You don't have to jimmy with it. You don't have to play around with that key. You can use that key freely. Jesus said freely you have received, freely give. 
He shed his blood for you freely. And he wants you, that's the one thing you're allowed to spread around to everybody as much as you want to. And that is forgiveness. Forgiveness opens up the door to the kingdom of heaven coming down into your life. That was the first key he gave them. They got that one before they got to Pentecost. Huh? Did we get that before we got tongues? Some of y'all got it all at the same time, but very rarely. Most of us get one first. You get your forgiveness and your, your key into the kingdom, and then you can see to want more of God. You got me? And so that key works perfectly every time. Your finances bound up, you need to forgive somebody. Or ask God to forgive you for some of the dumb stuff you do. You understand me? You get that straightened out with God. You walk in the spirit with him. You, he don't have fellowship with people with sin on them. There's no fellowship with God then. You spend most of your time trying to get close to him and buy your favorite tapes. Oh, I know this one works all the time. You just need to forgive, girl. And ask God to forgive you some of the crazy, dumb stuff you do around the saints. Amen. Some people never apologize. They always write. That ain't right, y'all. Now, I don't know where you live, but that ain't right. So you renounce things. You get them off of you. Don't embrace them. Don't get entangled with that. And then you lose the word of God and the power of the kingdom into your life you embrace that you can't have them both at the same time jesus i love you but some of them saints saints i just can't stand them keep doing that whatever you get involved with you release as you go through your day's activities you get involved with god that's why it's good to meet him in the morning y'all huh If you can't do any better at night before you go to sleep. But don't let that stupid television put you to sleep and wake you up every day. You hear what I'm saying to you? We don't have time for that. Oh, yeah, but see, I get my, no, you, you, you got you, you, you're deceiving yourself. What you get entangled with, you carry that with you. Huh? Now, I like my forensic people. I'm I'm all about the evidence in the investigation. But I know how to get myself up in the morning with the word of God, reading my word, understanding what God is saying to me, spending time with him, and then throughout the day, checking in with Father. Checking in. God, you know, talk to him all day long. Let him be your rejoicing and your joy and forget about your stuff and yourself and when you're going to get this and when you're going to get that. Some people go to the grave wondering when something's going to happen for them. Y'all don't believe it. I don't care. Let's preach myself happy here. You carry atmospheres. Whatever you get involved with follows you and gets released into your life. All your figuring and finagling and trying to figure out how to do this and stop it. 
Release the kingdom around you. And let God begin to bring goodness into your life. You can't do this. Quit trying. Uh, See, we go through this deception thing. We think we're fooling the saints. I don't know why people who are always in trouble think everybody's watching them. (laughs) Of course, I know why. (laughs) Ain't nobody paying attention to you. But the devil will tell you that to keep you deceived and stupid and bound. Oh, you can't you can't say no say this to nobody. Don't tell your prayer partner you really need help. That's why a lot of people don't pray. They never they too prideful to tell the prayer partner, you know what? I really want this. And you gonna help me pray and get it. You understand what I'm saying? If we don't get serious about nothing, we're gonna get serious about my stuff. Huh? You know, people walk around, they get blessed, they got everything, and then the little prayer partner looking at them. Well, it's because you don't ever open your mouth and say what you need. Pretty soon they got yours too. <laughs> oh, I thought you didn't want that. It sounded good when we was praying for me, so I said, I'll take that. But we feel like we can deceive people. You know, in the thinking, we are blessed and highly favored. Huh? I'm healed. Prosper and be in health is my soul prosperity. But sometimes we feel we can deceive others and feel or believe one thing and say another. But the atmosphere tells on you. Because, see, the atmosphere follows your heart and follows your faith. So you can be feeling one thing on the inside and say something out of your mouth with no faith on it, but the atmosphere will always tell on you. No atmosphere knows what you believe, and your atmosphere will dictate what comes into your life. You better try to keep God around you at all times. Amen? Huh? You know, you get on Facebook on all these Instagram and all these social media and people get on there and they look all prosperous and look, you know, you, they take pictures in this big uh, sanctuary with all. They didn't went in somebody's, sneaked in somebody's cathedral and got somebody to take a picture of them standing at the pulpit when the pastor ain't in there. They don't never say it's their church, but they want you to believe it is bunch of liars huh so you can create any illusion you want to create but your atmosphere will always tell on you what we carry inside of us attracts like elements on the outside if you carry faith and love on the inside of you angels encamp around you they are ready to go and get your stuff when you need stuff Most people who are lacking in stuff are not aware of the atmosphere around them as being the problem because they they just think about lack all the time. I wish I had this. I'm trying to get this. You're not getting anything that ain't on your agenda. You better check with God and see what you got coming. Problem is... People go ahead and make their plans. Now, you can have all the wants and visions you want to, but God's got the plan. You can't plan nothing. 
Well, maybe that's the problem. You're still trying. You haven't figured that out. Huh? You can't make no plans. You better just plan to get up, come to church, worship God, and as far as you, you know, just do that. People always say, well, you know, in five years, James said you can't even plan for a year ahead. If you're in this kingdom, you don't know what you might be doing. Huh? (laughs) So it's what you carry on the inside that attracts like elements on the outside. Angels will not encamp around you if you've got unbelief, you've got doubt, you've got animosity, you're plotting to dump somebody or pick somebody, all that kind of crazy stuff. You can't be plotting and planning and and have the good things of God happen to you. And see, your heart won't lie. God And God has to honor what's on the inside of you. We want kingdom results in our lives every day. Then we must abide in the kingdom at all times. You got to abide in truth. You got to quit letting your wants get ahead of your means. Because that ain't truth. That's the biggest lie was ever told. I can have so-and-so and such-and-such and such-and-such, and 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 your pocketbook is looking very, very meager. Now, if y'all think that's faith, I'm here to tell you that ain't right. You understand? That just ain't right. You know, God will have you uh, build your faith as he's able to perform it in your life so you're not standing there looking clueless. You know, faith grows. It increases. It goes by increments. You can have a knowing on the inside of you about great things, but you're this small right now. Well, that knowing will grow, but you can't jump into that tomorrow. You understand what I'm saying? You jump into it, you'd be sorry you did. And thank God if he closes the door to it. Now, see, people don't like that. I'm sorry. I'm just, well, if I burst your bubble, it's just burst. You can blow it back up again. That's what you want to do anyway. Minute my back turn, y'all back there hyping you. Whatever, gone to it. I don't care. You got to live in truth. And I mean truth all the time. You got to love God all the time. You've got to want his results in your life all the time. You've got to sow righteous seed all the time. Don't just think about sowing seed when, when your results are bad, when times are good. Listen, when you get paid, that's the time to sow your seed. Not when your cupboard is empty. Thank you. Seed needs time to grow. You need to get excited about payday so you can sow something into God's kingdom. Huh? We always want to sow when it's low. Oh, I'm going to sow some seed. Uh, yeah, you're just not getting wind of that. But did God see you on payday? No, he didn't. You weren't excited to sow nothing then. Went out and spent it on dresses and shoes and clothes and stuff. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Why? Because you carry that atmosphere of poverty with you everywhere. 
stop. Poverty will tell you, ooh, we we getting paid. <laughs> Speaking false tongues, do you get you all excited about stuff? Huh? Spent before you get it, but not on your bills. It's spent on other stuff. Huh? <laughs> Or the prophet tell the widow, he said, pay your bills. He said, oh, me and the widow, why you being so mean to me? He said, because you ain't paying them to a cheap self. I know you. I knew you're no good husband. He worked for me. He didn't pay bills either. It's called a new interesting version. You read between the lines and, and it makes sense to you. That's when it makes sense to you. He said, y'all come from a long line of people who go out and charge stuff and don't ever pay for it. Pay your bills. You won't be in this trouble. And didn't she get straight? A word in season will take you a long way. Prophets need to preach people straight. All out there believing in fairy tales, then I got to be the bearer of bad news. Well, I'm sending my offering to brother so-and-so, and he lying to you. Telling you the kingdom is material things. My Bible says it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Anything you can get from the Holy Ghost, that's yours. You can't cheat God. You know, there's some people that seem to do all the right things and never reap any good rewards. You understand what always a little bit short. Now, see, and some people will convince themselves that they do everything right and something's wrong with the system. Huh? See, I do everything someone so <laughs> does, but I don't never get what I, I'm supposed to have. Huh? Well, that's a lie. If you did everything right, like you would say, get your eyes off of her paper. You can't cheat in this kingdom. I don't know how I got here with y'all, but it's too bad. You came in and you locked the door behind you, so. This is for all you people that think God has forgotten about you. When you forgot about him, you just woke up and realized you could talk to God about your problems. huh? You've been scheming and planning and trying and doing and all. Just cut it out. huh? Cut it out. Yeah. Huh? We think we do, you know, certain people seem to do everything right. The question is, what's in your heart? Huh? The abundance of your heart determines not only your words, but the spirit in the atmosphere around you. The condition of your heart determines the atmosphere around you. And it will determine the words of your mouth. Huh? 
sometimes people don't want to say certain things because they don't want to say the wrong thing. Something's wrong inside. You should know what you think know you, and know you're right with God and just, you know, release it. I don't say let it fly, but, you know, yeah, get low with it. Right. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You should have confidence. Righteousness gives you confidence that you are right. You're in right standing. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing to fear. You don't have to be afraid. You're going to say the wrong thing in front of Pastor Barb or Pastor Shirley. You don't have to be, uh, you know, just so... Uh, I'm talking about righteousness now. I'm not talking about you wanting to show out. Uh, no, our people are sometimes. They won't tell you how smart they are in God. Huh? I'll tell you how smart you are when your your giving increases. <laughs> you know, you start bringing people to church. That's real smart in God. You understand what I'm saying? But until then, we're just going to call it a draw. But the abundance of your heart determines not only your words, but the spirit that drives your life. The kingdom of God is not material, nor is it visible. It's a faith kingdom. You've got to have confidence that if you pray, God is working on it. Amen. He's working on your behalf. He's working it out for you. He's getting it done for you. This kingdom is righteousness, which means it's right understanding of God and who he is and how he feels about you. If you don't, if you're not sure how he feels, talk to him about it. But don't sit around man talking about God, he don't do nothing for us. I don't know if I'm going to church today. You better go. That's the time to go. When you ain't sure you better, you better. I tell you right now, that's when you need to go. (laughs) Righteousness, peace, and joy is life in the spirit. And it ain't just for old folks like me. It's for young people. Young people, they come when they're young because the parents drag them. When they get to be a little bit older, they disappear. Huh? Pray them back in. Beat them back in. Don't let what's left of them get dragged in. You understand one day. So the kingdom is a spiritual force that resides within us and it's released by our faith and our words. You release God's kingdom from within you by your faith and your words. It's good to release the kingdom at all times whether you get something or not. Quit looking for something every time you halfway do something right. Quit watching God to see if he's going to do something for you. When you stop watching, that's when he'll move. You keep watching, him, he ain't going to do too much. He'll let you get tired of watching. Trust me, that gets tired quick. <laughs> the kingdom resides in us, and it's released by our faith and our words. The more you meditate on the word... And allow that word to work you. Beware of your favorite things. Get something different. Ask God, you know, send me a word, God, to straighten me out. 
Send me a word that's going to give me a hunger for more of you. Send me a word that's going to increase my righteousness and my faith. We're so busy asking for the material when it's tied up in the spirit. You start asking for spiritual increase, you can pretty much open your mouth and get what you want. See, that scared most of y'all. But I'm telling you, you ask for spiritual increase, you can pretty, and you, it will amaze you once you increase in spiritual uh, peace and the fruit of the Spirit, you don't crave for so much stuff so often. You start thinking soberly about it. Yeah, I want, I want this and I want that, but then you start thinking, I got to figure out what that's going to cost me. God, don't let me step into that until I'm ready. See, that'll take the craving right out of you. It certainly will. You start, God will make you think sober about him. He'll tell you, you know what, Barb, if you want, that people always say, well, uh, uh, I'm believing God for a brand new bus. Two buses. I said, bye-bye. Because, see, I've had one that we were able to manage, and then it got unmanageable. We couldn't afford the upkeep and the repair on it any longer. You understand what I'm saying? So now we're downsized. You know what? We don't have a full bus downsized. So why would I be crazy enough to agree with you and start getting some red big old, no, darling, go pedal that someplace else. Just get at to somebody else's door. You understand? Oh, well, maybe not for now, but for I, 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 I. Don't give me nothing for later. Because I got a vision full of laters. I got a lot of stuff piled up for later. What I need to know is what I'm going to do right here today, and that is say, bye-bye. Go talk to God. Go talk to God and get some real answers. Because you know what? My thing is this. I don't care about buildings, buses, or anything like that. As long as homosexuals hate Christians like they do, we need more power. As long as your children, all your children are not in church, we need more power. Let's put first things first. Let's get some souls in here first and forget this material nonsense that we get hung up in and get mad at God because he won't do this and upset and disappointed and all that crap. Let's get some souls won. Fill up some of these empty seats here. So that, see, the, the, the reigning problem in my face is how we going to get souls to receive Christ. And quit doping them up with material things as a hook to come into church. I don't care if y'all, if you don't want to go with me, I go by myself. But I've been looking at this for a lot of years now. And the problem to me has never been material. It's always been spiritual. How does a Christian walk in love so they can draw people, so they can get people instantly healed, so they can go into a hospital and get somebody out of a hospital bed and make a family happy that their loved one is returned? How do you do those things? More material for what? More bills for keeping them up. You don't see them, I do. I see all of them. And I'm for investing in what's going to count, and that is the power of God. That's what Jesus gave them when he first raised from the dead, and that's what's going to keep us going is the spirit 
of might and power that works within us, the kingdom released through the spirit, through your spirit, through what you can do when you go the extra mile to forgive somebody and love somebody. What can you do with that power? That's what Jesus wants to know. I just look at some of the things that, and I'm not criticizing anybody. I know people do what they need to do, what's at hand for the work they have to do at the time. But think about all the people who have invested millions of dollars in airplanes so they can go around the world and you can take your phone and videotape yourself and send it all over the world. I know. Is the difference? No, it's not. The word is the word. The spirit is a spirit. You can believe God to do anything you want to off of your little phone. But you know what? People get on there and take selfies all the time. I get so sick of looking at somebody different outfit every day. I could scream. Nobody want to look at you. Not every day. And they just are clicking, clicking, clicking and send it down. Seriously? I'm sorry, everybody. I know. It's exhausting. (laughs) What we call church and what we call spirituality. It's exhausting. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was supposed to be a hallelujah. (laughs) Bishop Russell, what happened when you went out in your parking lot? You decided, yeah, you you, had service out in the parking lot. People got saved. All you got to do is change the atmosphere. Take that atmosphere everywhere you go and people are drawn to it. If they can't get it in here, you've got to take it where they are. You understand? That's what Jesus did. I'm glad the mega season is over. I'm glad to see it die. Mega this and mega that. Just go, go save somebody if you can, if you still got it. It's the invisible that determines the visible. It's your invisible. It determines your visible. The ones we admire, I mean sincerely. Now we we think we we think we want to admire people with big buildings, but we admire the ones with the power. We ain't stupid. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, they can talk about, you know, ten thousand, twenty thousand. I don't care about that. But if there's the power, of God's there. I'm attracted to that. You understand what I'm saying? You know, the great ones control the atmosphere. No, more Cirillo. I'm so glad he's healed. Are you kidding me? Everybody who's smart enough in God to control an atmosphere, I wish them long life and length of days. That's less room the devil has to operate. Are you kidding me? God, take him everywhere. Let him show him how to just do uh, selfies and Instagrams and let the power fall on everybody who will believe the power is on there. Let's get it on, you understand, the Holy Ghost. Catherine Kuhlman called the Holy Spirit her only friend. 
Why? She'd been slapped around and beat up so bad by life. She got smart. So that's my only friend. And she was very sensitive if, if, he, if he felt grieved and the atmosphere changed. Huh? She, in her meeting, she controlled everything. She'd tell people, she said, no, 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 wait a minute. Just let's not let him work. Just, you know. Mm-hmm. We are atmosphere carriers, whether we want to be or not, whether you know it or not. Start acting like it. Start carrying the atmosphere of God everywhere you go. Act like God's going to use you the next place you are. Act like he'll give you something to say. Don't be thinking about, well, God, I don't know, maybe I'm here. Uh-uh. Act like he's going to, I'm an atmosphere changer. I bring God's kingdom here with me. Every time I show up, his kingdom comes in with me. Some love it, some hate it. If they hate it, you'll be able to handle it. It's not you doing it. It ain't your atmosphere. Jeez, if we could just die to that nonsense. Taking it all personally and stuff. It ain't personal. It's only business. Kingdom business. You're here to do kingdom business. Our power of binding and loosing allows us dominance in one kingdom or the other. See, before you met the Lord, you couldn't, you didn't have a choice. You were all darkness. Now you can choose to give into darkness or you can choose to emanate light. How this is done. Obedience to the Holy Spirit in all areas of your life. Forgive instantly. Ask God's forgiveness instantly. Don't let a day go by without you going before God and say, God, you know what? I said, I don't know what kind of day I had today, but I hope it was pleasing to you. If it's not, God, please forgive me. You know, I know I sat up and watched that stupid TV. I said I wasn't going to do it. Or I played, uh, what is that I play? Uh, uh, Candy Crush. Still on that stupid. Everybody that gave that game up on something else, I'm still on it. But see, there's a lot of bishops on there ahead of me. Every time I get a new game and finish it, Bishop, what's her name? Is She done beat me to it already. I said, how are you a bishop and you got time? To... <laughs> and then I get convicted. So. <laughs> I condemn thee, Bishop, because thou art doing what I am doing. <laughs> they got to repent. I mean, you can get in sin with Candy Crush. Keep short accounts with God. Don't let don't let you have yourself have to get to the point where you face yourself for real. Be aware of being a blessing to others. Be aware your place is to bless other people. Step out and want to bless somebody. Just ask the Lord, God, how can I bless so and so? You know, if you're married, God, how can I bless my husband? How can I bless my wife? How can I bless my children? Children, how can I bless my parents? Be aware that you are a blessing. Meditate on the word and wash your mind of impurities. Just take a good blood bath. Say, God, straighten me out. I, I want to think like you. Instant forgiveness is a matter of duty. It's up to me to forgive and use the power God gave me for good. 
When you forgive, you are able to use the power God gave you for good. Die to self and forget about becoming your own advocate. Trust God. You don't have to say anything in defense of yourself to anybody. With this regimen, you will walk in fellowship and harmony with God and control the atmosphere around you for good. Then when you get to that place of stepping out in faith where you have to receive something that this earth possesses, you will have an assurance of a yes answer. If you don't get it the first time, be more assured that it will come the next time. And more assured, don't ever go away empty-handed and dejected and said it's not working. Or they don't like me. Or I don't know what the problem is. problem is you quit. <laughs> quit quitting. Amen. Keep going. God never told you to quit. Well, I just need a time out. I'm just dizzy. I ain't, well, you don't need nothing. You need to get up and keep going. Huh? Job's problems would have come, you know, they would have come to an end a lot faster if he hadn't spent all that time yanging with his buddies, trying to acquit himself. Job was a priest. You, you see, the Bible says that his captivity was turned when he prayed for his friends. Well, that's a minister. That's a ministry he laid down, causes some boils, and some kids dying and some other things. <laughs> I mean, you know, the list goes on and on. But you can still get up and pray for your friends. He knew they needed prayer anyway. They need his yang. They needed prayer like he did. What he needed to say was, now that y'all here, why don't we just have a prayer service and all of us get clean before God. Just bring me a little animal in here for us to sacrifice because we messed up, toe up from the flow up. Let's get up and do what we're supposed to do. Huh? You must carry with you the appropriate spirit to accomplish your desire. We call it faith. But faith is a spirit that needs helpers. So here we've been told half the story. We told us all faith. Hmm? James tells you without works, faith is dead. So that puts faith in the penalty box right there because it's by itself. Faith also needs love to work. You just don't raw faith something. It, faith works in an atmosphere. It needs patience, love. So faith works in an atmosphere that you must carry, and you carry it by choice continually. You walk in the Spirit, and if you slip out, you slip right back in. You know, the devil's got all kinds of snares. Just because you slip out and, and you make a mistake, don't sit out and look stupid. Get up and get repent and get back in. You know, it's like... <clears throat> I can remember when we were little girls and, and my dad would sometimes take us and, and we'd be walking with him. And, you know, you're always trying to keep up with daddy, keep up with daddy, little short legs, and you're trying to keep him. <laughs> and he says, you, you doing okay? Yeah, daddy, yeah, daddy, yeah, daddy. You know, you want to sit down and quit because your little legs and got tired already. But you keep up with daddy. Same thing walking in the spirit. You keeping up with daddy. You got me? You might get tired. The devil might stop you and you stumble over something and cuss somebody out. Or get arrested. 
You know, people got all kind of weird things happening to them in the church. Or whatever happens to you. But that don't say you're out of the game forever. Daddy's waiting on you to catch up with him so you can get what you need out of life. I want you to sit in the pity. Oh, I'm going to take a time out because I did this wrong. I know it's not wrong. You won't find what it is sitting in a penalty box. You'll find what it is in the throne room. Get in there with God and find out. Repent. Ask Daddy to help you. But that's what we're doing. We're keeping up with him. We're walking where he walks. This spirit rests on the humble heart and stays because we guard our heart diligently. Don't let your heart get puffed up in pride. People tell you, say all kind of grand things about you. Don't believe it. Your grand comes from God. You can expect if you bring good, if you can, ex- you can expect good if you bring good with you. Hmm? You don't bring good with you. Don't go in doubting. If you doubt, stay outside the door. And say, doubt, I leave you out here in Jesus' name. I'm going in in faith, and God bless me when I get on the other side of the door. You've got to take God with you at all times everywhere, folks. Don't just run off trying to do something and expecting, oh, my, that's going to be the biggest blessing. <laughs> the devil will slap you twice. Fear, defensiveness, expecting trouble will bring that. You ever hear people say, I knew that was going to happen because you brought it with you. Huh? That's a false prophecy you carried around. Anything that says you won't get it is a false prophecy. You need to renounce that on the spot. Don't take that in somewhere with you. You expecting God to bless you and help you out? I knew that was going to happen. Now, how many? I said it. But God taught me I didn't have to live like that. You don't have to live like that. You don't. Expect things to go downhill, downhill, downhill. When you going to make it stop? Huh? Well, my boy, he full of mischief. I knew he was going to get arrested. I knew he was going to get sentenced. I knew when you're going to quit knowing that stuff. Start knowing the God of mercy. Start knowing that your kid is the seed of the righteous. Huh? Start knowing his life is going to turn around for good. He's going to make something out of himself. Start knowing that. Many people expect a negative outcome, and when it occurs, they say they knew it. It's false prophecy because it doesn't agree with God's word. You come into agreement with God's word and stay in agreement with it. Start reciting it over and over to yourself. Even when trouble comes, God can send you help to override it. If, if you are expecting good and all of a sudden the tide turns and bad stuff starts to happen. Look at David and Abigail. David's out there. He's, he's expecting this man to be a friend to him and take care of his, his workers and all that kind of stuff. And, and the man says no. David's hot ticked off. Huh? 
You know, he, <laughs> I love David and all that, but I wouldn't want to be on his bad side. He wanted them dudes, you don't burn the bacon. And you'd better not be slow with nothing else either. You know what I'm saying? One of them kind of brothers. You know, to kind of go to work, come home, put the paycheck out there and look at you. I said, okay. you got to understand what them looks mean. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but David was going to throw everything away just because he was mad. You know, be careful what makes you mad. It can make you throw everything away. Huh? Well, let me put it this way. If you're a Christian, you think you've thrown everything away. But God reserves it for you. You know, when you get mad and you tear up in front of people, learn how to go back and apologize and see what God won't do to open the door for you again. You understand me? Too many of us leave too much out there because we're too prideful to humble ourselves and go make things right. Everything in God's kingdom can be fixed. If you can be fixed and I can be fixed, stuff can be fixed. You got me? Be a Christian at all times. But David was getting ready to kill up everybody. huh? And what did God do? He sent help for him. Learn how to look for your help. When you messed up and you know you're about to get canned. Start looking for your help because it's there. The Bible says he's a very present help in trouble. Our problem is we mess up and we want to throw the baby out with the bath water. Throw anything away that God gives you. The devil's going to fight you for it everywhere you go. There is no devil-free zone unless you create it with your faith and with bringing the kingdom with you. But you can be bringing the kingdom with you and the devil will make you stumble. Huh? Expect God to send you help. Oh, God, I done got mad at everybody here that cussed everybody out, told them off, told them to get out of here, find another church, find another pastor. Get <laughs> Give them credit cards back. <laughs> That's a sure sign. That's a sure sign. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I need help. <laughs> I have little seizures. Pray for me. <laughs> Whatever. Wherever help your form your help comes in, you take your help. Humble yourself and take your help. But you bring the atmosphere with you. You can bring strife with you in anticipation of trouble and keep strife going. I remember I would be mad at my husband the day before and then have strife on me when he came home. He said, I knew when I came in this door you wasn't right. I said, and? (laughs) Does that make you right? No, I was wrong. So I asked forgiveness. I repented. Anybody going to be stupid? Huh? You throw away 30 years of double-digit time just because you want to win an argument. You ain't real smart. I learned how to create an atmosphere of peace. People come home for work, they want peace. They don't want a bunch of confusion and nonsense. Go sit down somewhere. You know, get out their face, tell them about everything. And 